Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Northwestern's got purple Kool-Aid and Illinois has orange Kool-Aid and we invented Kool-Aid. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 243 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvett. And I'm Justin Swanson. It's game week. In today's episode, we preview Nebraska's week zero game against Illinois and react to the latest news. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals. That's cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rudy with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is? Reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. Here we are, Justin. It is finally mere days until kickoff. You spend so much time talking about this season. Um, it's it's almost hard to believe that it's almost here, less than a week away. And uh, I'm going. It's official. Right. Right, you mentioned that uh, on the last episode, you're heading to to Illinois for uh, the big noon kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do I have to pay? Do we have to pay somebody for referencing the big noon kickoff? <laughs> I think they pay us. Oh, right, something like that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. There's gonna be a lot of people there. I wonder if it's like fifty fifty Huskers and Illinoisers. You know, I, I any other year, I think we might actually have more Huskers in the stadium than Illinois fans. But with it being Bielema's first year with Illinois, I could see there being some excitement and them showing up in greater numbers. So um, That's true. This just feels like the kind of game where you'd expect a lot of Nebraska fans to show up, especially with it being like the first game of the season. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. we're the ones opening at home. So um, if anybody's going to travel for a game... There's been so much buildup for this one. I could see a lot of Huskers in the stadium. And well, Husker fans, obviously, is what I mean. Right. Well, and it's 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 a not only is it a conference game, but it's a divisional game, and it's important. Yes. You know. So it, there's good reason for Husker fans to show up. And is it the second closest Big Ten stadium to Nebraska? That sounds about right. Yeah. I. I will be driving via Chicago, so I won't be driving straight there. Um, it's pro- it's got to be comparable to Minneapolis or, or Madison. But, um, yeah, so that's the other thing is our conference foes are so far away. Uh, yeah. that when you get one that's – you could get up early and, and drive and be there by noon for kickoff and then go home and, you know, kind of a late night, which you could do it in a day. So I suppose that helps too. Anyway – yeah, so I'm I'm expecting to see a lot of Huskers. Um, as I said last week, I feel like this game, and th- you know, everybody's saying this is so certainly not an original observation, but uh, this this game will really set the tone for the season, and it's not it doesn't lock in the season by any stretch. I mean, you've got 11 more games to figure things out, but 
It can it's really... like the the first branch on a dependency chart, right? Like, mm. is this game a win or a loss? And then there's all of these options, all these different branches that can happen because of a win. Mm-hmm. Although none of those are guaranteed, you want to go right instead of turning left, so to speak. Yeah, it's like in a in a a regional with baseball where you really want to get into the winner's bracket. Yeah, it's like a multiverse of I don't know madness. Yeah, so it's <laughs> September Madness. Is it not? No, is it in August? No, it's yeah, yeah, August, August Madness. So maybe before we get into specifics with the game, we should talk about the recent announcement of team captains. Yeah, sure. So uh, I feel like there was three that everybody kind of saw coming. Yeah, Telegraph, surprising, <laughs> pretty heavily. Austin Allen, Ken Taylor, Britt, and uh, Adrian who has the distinction of being the first Husker to ever be a three-time captain. That's pretty cool. And it's also cool to think, or crazy to think, that should he take advantage of the COVID year, right? he could go from being the first third ta- three-time to being a four-time captain. That's wild. Um, and then Damian Daniels is the fourth, which I feel like um, maybe to fans was a surprise. I, I, I'm not sure who I thought the fourth would be, but that was not top of my list. But... You've seen, you've just seen a lot from him as far as like really getting serious this year. And, you know, even, um, even listening to him on Adrian Martinez's podcast, I mean, he's just, he's, he's been working hard and, uh, and setting the tone and he takes this stuff seriously. And and that's a leader, you know, he, he leads by example and he wants others to follow his lead. And I think his brother Darian was a, was a, a great leader in his time. So he's certainly seen it here at Nebraska and, so yeah, I'm excited. Also, like, I feel like your your captains are generally speaking some of your best players, and I think it's just awesome to have a defensive lineman, a D tackle. Right. Uh, I I th- you know what what better Big Ten position um, to have excellent than the the nose guard or the D tackle, uh, the guy whose whose responsibility is just take on double teams, blow things up in the middle right at the start. I mean, if you've got you just think of what Sue could do in the mm-hmm. interior line, like not not to make any fair comparisons between Damian and Sue, but when you have a great interior defensive lineman, I mean everything else looks better, right? So um, <laughs> I'm I'm excited for him for for a variety of reasons and absolutely, yeah, I think that's pretty great. I mean, he must be standing out being uh, what is it a, a fifth year senior, just knowing that we have several sixth year seniors on defense this year. Um, you know, he must have carved out his own space. I don't know what he's done, done in the off season, but, um, you know, I, I just have high hopes in general for what the defense can accomplish this year and, um, not to, uh, steer us into the Illinois discussion, but that's, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to is, uh, how can I put it? A, uh, a writing of wrongs against Illinois this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen several people talk about this as a revenge game. I don't feel oh, like. Oh, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't yeah, want to talk. Revenge about that. is. I mean, let's save revenge for bigger things than <laughs> getting beat by what's perennial, perennially one of the worst teams in the league. Right. But, you know, it's get back on track yeah. game. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I see this game way more as a hey, this is an opportunity right out the gate to just put last year behind us, right? Like yeah. the Illinois game was the low point of last year, um, and what better way to just kind of start things off on the right foot to kind of uh, you know do a little curb stomping 
proverbial speaking, <laughs> proverbially speaking. Yeah, you know, it was the low point, but also I think it it was an inflection point where the team and the fan base, frankly, was like, "Oh, Luke's not the guy. Mm-hmm. Adrian's actually Adrian's the guy." Right. Um. So the internet you know, was wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like, yeah, we got off track as a team and a right. fan base because there was this convi- conviction from, I don't know, a lot of corners that, that Luke needed to be the guy. Well, I mean, there were flashes of greatness in his freshman season, right? Those those yeah. few games that they put him in, he was able to move the ball. He was able to get some things done. And so, you know, when you've seen a guy on the field for maybe 10 minutes – and he's done really well, you're thinking, hey, why don't they just put him in for a whole game? Well, we saw what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a big opportunity to get things going. Um, you're, no no new SP Plus numbers from our season preview because there's been no games. These right. will be the first games. Um, but as a reminder, we are 32nd overall. They are 81st overall. Our offense is 46th. Their defense is 83rd. Our defense is 29. Their offense is 77. So just statistically speaking, this, you know, it shouldn't be a close final score if we play clean football, which right. is a huge if. And that's right. really what I feel like the main, we have always been, we have always had more talent than this team. We've pretty consistently had more talent than Northwestern. Um, you know, you could say we've had more talent than most of the Big Ten West, but we can't get out of our own way. So the the tone that we need to set right off the bat is clean, and I'll say power football. And I think if we can do that, that this this is a comfortable win. And you know, to to piggyback on some of what you were saying, I don't want to just completely retread last year's game and compare it against this one. Um, but, you know, McCaffrey wasn't the only, you know, uh, he wasn't the only weak link in that game, right? Like, the very first snap of the game was a wild snap. Um, mm. I think in general, you know, the the, the clean play has got to be, uh, I just, if, if we're seeing wild snaps this year, if we're seeing people just dropping the ball, stupid interceptions, I don't want to see that stuff this year. Like, uh, I it, thinking back to last week, my eight and four prediction. Yes, there's a lot of people who probably rolled their eyes when they heard that, but it's one of those things where if this team, with the talent that we know we have, plays clean this year, I think it's attainable. You know, I if if yeah. Nebraska plays according to the script that we all want to see play out on the field, I think this team could be really good this year. But it comes down to basic stuff don't put the ball on the ground don't throw don't make stupid decisions when throwing don't snap the ball to Timbuktu right so that's that's my take (laughs) yeah no I think that's a great a great point um there just has to be development I think for I don't you know I don't want to start the season off here saying for us on the hot seat I'm not saying that but for things to be things need to be progressing Mm -hmm. and you've got a lot of guys that are into year two and three of starting under frost system and there just needs to be growth right needs to be demonstrable yeah well these are frost's boys now right we can't be like oh well these are holdovers from no at this point you've got team you have players on this team that have played for four years under scott frost 
So yeah. the the product on the field this year is a direct reflection of the frost system. And um and you've got guy you know so Jurgens is a great example of Frost tried to do something a little different. He came in, he saw a tight end, and said, "We're going to make you into a center. We think you can be an All-American center." And um, you know that was probably one of the more difficult transitions you could make. I mean, to ha- to go from never snapping to right. always snapping. <laughs> um, the ball is literally in your hand every play. Um, I yeah. So anyway, to to your point, I expect those little things to be dramatically better now you right. you know you maybe have a few ha- wild snaps in a season but um you know this should that should not be a problem anymore and if you know they just have, they just work their butts off all season they work their butts off all off season so yeah that's part of why i think your optimistic take is great and i just want to say also something that i thought of after we finished recording and after um just thinking through the season preview and the more time i spend just looking at the schedule and thinking through opponents the more I think that it's very possible to have a really strong start, like five and one start, but then kind of like what we talked about, potentially um, a a tough finish, you know, potentially two and four, one and five finish. And so I think seven and five, six and six with a tough finish while showing progress, like Husker fans are really going to be struggling with that. Mm, That's a good point. Yeah. I just want to say Husker fans, like, just look for the growth, and if it's not a nine and three season or an eight and four season, look for the growth and recognize that it's a real tough back half. Um, granted, we play a national title title contender in the front half, but also in the back half and the rest of the meat of the Big Ten West. So, um, buckle up and don't let a potential you know tough losing streak towards the end of the season derail things. So anyway, back to game one. <laughs> you know, one other thing. I don't know if it's going to be too important in this game, but something I would like to see uh, maybe them starting to do well <laughs> in game one is just uh, winning the field position battle. You know, it's a lot easier oh, to sure. score when you're not on the 17-yard line to start. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, yeah. So um, really curious as to see what's going on with special teams. Like, we still don't have a special teams coach. Yeah, but but Dawson is coordinating it, so sure. And it sounds like he's doing a good job. I okay. mean, I mean, the edit, everything sounds good in the preseason, so we'll we'll see it. But mm-hmm. it sounds like they're doing, <laughs> they're trying. Well, at the end of the day, Justin, we can talk until we are blue, or shall I say, red in the face. <laughs> oh. Um, but what it really comes down to is Nebraska is going to get a win this weekend, right? Right. I think that's for sure. Right. I think, well, I don't. I mean, I agree with you. Um, well, I thought you were going to say that's for sure because when we make our predictions, that's that's the assumption that we make. Oh yeah, you're right. Good point. Mike and Justin in the Husker Football Pan, Fan Podcast, we always pick Nebraska to win. That's the rule. Indeed. Do you are you uh, are you ready to make your? Oh, I've got a pick? prediction. I I got it written down and everything. I'm not flying by the seat of my pants this time. Wow. This big, year at New Year, step. New Mike. <laughs> I have one written down too. I did it in part because you told me earlier you had one written down. I was oh. like, well, shoot, I better have one. So right, then it doesn't me... matter who says it first. Exactly. All right. I'm going to go first here unless Three, it's two, the one. Same. Say it at the same time. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Third. <laughs> I was going to let you say it and let you think it was the lag. Uh, okay. I got 34 21 Nebraska. 34 
21. I have 31 14, Nebraska. Okay. okay. I think that this is a team that Nebraska has always moved the ball on. They have always moved the ball on us, but man, they got a lot of help last year from mm-hmm. just some slop. And uh, they got a new system. I think that Bielema's being cagey and talking about how that's an advantage to him. But like, what else are you gonna say? Right. <laughs> when you when you're the new guy, you got you you know say whatever you can. So, um, I was really freaked out about this game earlier in the. You know, it's like when you uh, they always say like at trial when one side makes their closing argument, you always should think, oh, they're right. And then the other side makes their closing argument. You're like, oh, no, they're right. And I feel like going through the the season previews, the interviews, several times I came away being like, oh, my gosh, they're so they're so much better than us. <laughs> but had had more time to think about it. And, uh, you know, everybody's got Northwestern's got purple Kool-Aid and Illinois has orange Kool-Aid and we invented Kool-Aid. There you go. I like that. <laughs> well, I'm I'm pumped. Uh, I can't wait to be there, and I hope that we score a lot more points. I think we could score a lot more points. That'd be wonderful. If it's a blowout, then you'll win because you have a higher score. There you go. So, folks, those are our predictions. We want to know what you think. Do you think uh, Justin's right? Do you think I'm right? Of course I'm right, right? Right? Uh, go ahead and tweet at us, at HuskerPod. Let us know your thoughts. What are you thinking? What are your expectations for this game? We'd uh, love to interact with you over there. If you haven't already followed us on Twitter, oh, boy, buckle your seatbelts. It's going to be a fun, you know, 12, 13 weeks here. Um, so we'd love to, uh, you know, see you see on the, the Twitter what do you call that? The, uh, the timeline. The mentions? Whatever, in our mentions. No, it's definitely don't been don't fun. like don't slide into our DMs. I don't even know what that like what that looks like. It's been fun to start to interact with some people that we talk with every season. Like just just mm-hmm. like the conversations have started, and that's really fun. You know who you are. <laughs> well, we've we've been talking a lot about things that we're excited about. I guess if there's one thing to not be excited about, it's uh, Nebraska was in the news for. Maybe the wrong reasons this week with. Wah, wah, wah. At, I, I want to call them allegations of uh, having analysts doing more than they're supposed to be, but it sounds like they've got video of it, so I suppose it's still an allegation. But you know, it's hard to hard to argue with video. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's really interesting to me because I remember on this podcast, I remember you talking about Frost has got these analysts and we're not really quite sure what their purpose is or how they're or what they're allowed to do. I don't know if you remember (laughs) when, when I heard the news of this, I was like, Oh yeah, I remember Justin talking about this kind of saying like, so we have these analysts, but they're not coaches, but technically like, I mean, you and I don't, we don't know the rules. We don't know how all that stuff works, but at the same time in the few days since the announcement of these allegations, there's been all kinds of stuff coming out of the woodwork where like other schools are like, Oh no, we do the exact same thing. So like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it sounds like they've got them, you know, it happened. It sounds like, and from just talking to some people, it sounds like that it happened. And, um, so there'll be some ramifications, whether that's like scholarship limitations or maybe hopefully it's not a, hopefully not a bull ban. Cause I feel like, Oh, that, that would, would be really, awful. Yeah. That would, that would really stink, but you know, we'll get through it. I, the, I think maybe almost the bigger story is just how not only did that come out, 
but also in the at the same time brett mcmurphy's tweeting from some betting site that he now works for there's also stuff about oklahoma the oklahoma game and more information about oh, right. who's trying to, and it's like why is that why is this coming out right now it it just seems so there's clearly somebody with Somebody's an axe gr- yep yeah yep. and it i think the presumption is it's rutledge the the special teams guy who got let go got fired mm. um you know I don't, it could be i don't know it could be someone else but i mean gosh i mean this is the this is the university and college football program that brought you not one but two audio leaks from Bo Pelini. <laughs> uh, and uh it's just and it's rumors just... of dirty airplanes under riley oh <laughs> you don't remember that they're like there there was trash on the floor in their airplane <laughs> How dare those 19-year-olds litter? <laughs> they left their nutter butter packets on the floor. Yeah. So, I don't know. I It stinks. Sounds like they pushed the boundaries too far, and that's too bad. And Frost was really mad. But then he showed up to, like, football uh, band practice, and he looked really happy that later the next night right, or something. Right. So. Well, that, that's the funny thing to me is everybody's like, just look at the body language on that guy. I'm like, have you guys seen a single press conference from Scott Frost over the last four years? Like, he always looks like he's ready to strangle somebody. Like, that's, I mean, usually after a loss, but, like, a lot of press conferences, he's just kind of sitting there, like, almost glaring. So, it didn't look any different to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, the, I think the most, the obvious thing was that Trev Alberts was trying to, like, usher him out which i thought was (laughs) i thought that was good i mean it trev is not his lawyer but in that position it's it's his job to protect his guy and so i think they said what they wanted to say and let's let's go let's go right Um, right we're done here so i i saw that as trev you know serving his coach you know sure taking care of him and i feel i feel really good about having trev as the athletic director i feel like there was People being dramatic when he first got hired, um, but in this day and age, just there's just always someone upset, and they always mm-hmm. make a big stink about it. But um, if I think everybody really loves you, leader. if everybody loves you, you're probably hiding something. <laughs> well, see, that's what I was thinking when Harry Potter was really popular. Is like, how can everybody universally love these books? Like, there must be something wrong with them. Did you I find anything there, wrong with them? No, I waited until they were uh, till the seventh one was coming out, and then I read like all of them in like a week um and then surprised my then girlfriend now wife because she really liked them and i was an english major and i was making a stink about (laughs) oh well these books can't be that good and they're great they're really fun i did the same thing with lost you're still rewatching that i I, you know it's been a few years since my last rewatch but i i am a lost apologist i think that show's great (laughs) i never watched it Eh, it's it's worth it if you, you know, if we're locked down again this winter, you know. <laughs> <laughs> might oh, be something to man. binge. You know, what else might be something to binge is uh, some central Nebraska buffalo. Some, some meat. Just some meat. <laughs> Eating the meats. Central, I think we said this, I think we shared this in our last episode, but all of our sponsors are back. Centra, central Nebraska buffalo is going to be riding with us. Monty Rohde. Riding with us again, and then uh, next week we will be taking your calls via our runs of reaction line. So yes, uh, fun fun to have everybody back in the fold, and fun to get to talk about those people for 
Yeah. Oh. To this day, I oh, Justin and I both right now we have our Go Big Runs uh, cups. These are a great little cup. No, they're a great big cup. Yeah, that's true. You can yeah, fit the, uh, 32 ounces of liquid in this bad boy. It's uh, it's hot, and I run a lot, and I want to drink a lot of water, and I don't like little lids. I want to be able to guzzle it. Stay hydrated, folks. I just got a uh, bottle cage for my new mountain bike I bought a couple weeks ago, and it fits a 32-ounce Nalgene. It's great. Oh, I whoa. love it. Stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. I haven't really lo- looked far ahead to see what the weather's going to be like at noon oh. in the Midwest. It could be toasty. So speaking of the Runza Reaction line, everybody, uh, now would be a good time to enter our phone number into your uh, cellular device. Our mm-hmm. phone number is 402-704-7693. That's 402 Husker Pod. Just kidding. I don't know <laughs> what it spells. But uh, 402-704-7693. Leave us a voicemail. Um, we love it when people call us right after the game, get a quick reaction from you. Um, but, uh, yeah, give us a call anytime. Leave a message. If we like what you have to say, you could be featured on the next episode of the Husker Pod and even win yourself a free combo coupon to Runza. Now, Justin, I think you and I have had this conversation before. I call them coupons. If you want to win a coupon... Uh, yeah, call in. If you want to win a coupon, I don't know, talk to Justin. Maybe he'll work something else out with you. Yeah, that's more my department. <laughs> Again, one more time, though. Uh, phone number is 402-704-7693. I'm pumped. Hey, man, it's 10 o'clock, and I think we're done. I think we're there. Well, hey, Mike. Uh, this, this is real. This is happening. I love it. Yeah, safe travels this weekend, and uh, I'll talk Thanks. to you next week. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.